Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hello, Rasa and Jeremy. Thanks for being here today, you guys. Hi. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, today we have some special guests. So this is our first kiddo that we've ever had on the show. I'm welcoming Rasa Smith and her dad, Jeremy Smith. They host the podcast, You Must Know Everything, which I think is such a cool podcast. If you guys have not gone and checked it out, you should already do it. Go right now to check it out. I'm, I want to hear about your story and how this came to be because it's so unique to have a dad and a daughter working on something like this together. So tell me, tell me how this came about. Well, when I was a baby, my dad thought that there were so many things he needed to tell me. There were so many things. I must know everything. And so then he started writing it all down. He he did letters upon letter upon letter. So there was a bunch of letters with things I want to know. And then when COVID came along, he realized two things. I was old enough to know. And why not share it with other people too? And I can and and also I have so many things that dad needs to know too. Because he's already forgotten what it's like to Absolutely. be a kid. Absolutely. He's already forgotten what it's like to be a kid. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So tell me more. Tell me more. You know, I, I did have all these things that as a parent, you want your kid to know someday, <laughs> often when they're an adult. At least that's what I thought. These are the life lessons. But you're in utero or you're a two or you're seven, but we got to get you to gymnastics or whatever it is. And so I was taking little notes. It wasn't dozens upon dozens, but it was probably, you know, 10, 11, 12. It was a growing thing. Every once in a while, I would snap my fingers and go, okay, I got to write this one down. And a couple of years ago, when she was eight or nine, I think I somehow mentioned this to her and she was very intrigued. What's on this list? What are these things I need to know? And I said, well, someday. You know, when COVID came, I realized, as she said, two things. One, I could share them with her. She now was old enough, I could do it directly. And the other thing was that she had all these things that I needed to know too. So we could trade off who's in charge. Uh, all the things I know that she doesn't know yet and all the things she knows that I've somehow forgotten already. <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. That's like that book. There's a book that's called Julia, comma, Child. And it's all about how these kids teach adults all the things they need to know about not being too busy and enjoying just a little thing. So that's so true. Rasa, my kids teach me things all day, every day. And I think that's so true that when you have a baby, you're so excited before you have them. Like you think about all these things that you see in the world and that you do. And like, that's one of the best parts of being a parent is actually 
showing kids and explaining kids about these really rad things. This morning, my daughter was talking to me about the Sequoia Redwoods and she was reading it for her class. And it's like, oh, did you know that actually that's only 45 minutes away from where your grandparents live? We should go see that. And like, we got excited together. So this idea of like shared knowledge and learning together and, and imparting all of these cool life lessons, but then also just like facts and things that you were like, man, I wish I'd known that way back when, right? As a parent are, are so powerful for sure. It's a parenting hack too. I mean, I'm sure you've been in the situation and all your listeners too, that it's really hard to be the teacher at home once we have the learning at home and it's excruciating for everyone. You know, it's like trying to teach your kid to drive, but a little earlier, of course, for our kids and flipping that and saying, okay, rather than teach her by me being the teacher, let me teach her by her being the teacher. And, yeah. you know, then I feel like you've taken the initiative and done so much more learning, reading, writing, math, science, podcast hosting <laughs> on your own. And that's that's in a way, even though it takes as much time, of course, it's, I think, had less aggravation and a lot more connection. Mm-hmm. Now, Rasa, what is one of the coolest things that your dad has taught you so far on the show? Yeah, I think one of my favorite things was when he was teaching me whether a book title is good or not. So he'd take a book off his bookshelf and he'd say, this isn't a good title. Look at this. It needs more emotion. It needs more action. It needs to be longer. It needs to be shorter. And then he'd take another book and he'd say, look at this book. It's good. It's so smart. Look at the references. It's perfect size. And I think that's really fun. And now every time I take a book off the shelf, I think I look at the title and I can just notice. That's a great thing about this. After the lesson, you always get to, I always notice new things that concern it. And we should say, you know, I'm a writer. So titles are, of course, are important to me. And I know so much of the, the writing I do for my books or my articles is sold on the strength of the title sometimes. And so we were going through works of great literature and saying, this is a great book and it's justly famous, but the title didn't do it any favors. Or this is a book where the title is doing so much too. And here's the story you can see in just these three words and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So that was, I guess, the lesson there that she's remembering. Yeah, I I think it's cool too, because it sounds to me, what I'm I'm hearing is that like you geek out a little bit on the things that you both (laughs) love the most. You know, when you're, when you really teach someone something and are passionate about it, it's because you love that thing. Like I teach my kids all the time about like body parts <laughs> and like, you know, they, they love to hear about like babies being born and all those types of things. And like, they care about it because my husband and I are both in the medical field and we talk about it with passion and with excitement. And so it's not like a fake wrote, like, here's a book about it. And we're like, here's this like stat or this homework you have to do about it. It comes from a place of genuine interest, which is really the best place to teach from anyway. I think that's definitely true for you, Rasa, when you've taught me about (laughs) slime or how to leave a note or the importance why fidgeting is actually good for you and productive. Uh, Oh, yeah. And as we've entered Zoom world where we're in all these virtual meetings all the time, I've, I've upped my fidgeting game to positive effect. <laughs> nice. Now, Rasa, how do you do it? So let's see, let's say you're, you're trying to learn about fidgeting. You want to teach your dad, then do you do some research on the topic or do you already pick things, do you pick things that you already know about a lot about? Well, I pick things that I already know relatively a lot about, and then I tell dad and 
the new perspective on it it just teaches me even more even though cool. he doesn't know about it somehow while he's learning it's teaching me about fidgeting too when i ha have a lesson i i think about it i often take notes i try to outline a bit what are the key points i'm trying to express what am i trying to do rasa when it's her turn to lead a show she goes oh it's my turn hmm sits five four three two okay i've got one and then <laughs> she just goes so she's she's much more seat of her pants and they're just as good i remember she said you know fidgeting will make you a what was it a better listener learner and friend or something mm -hmm. like that you know yeah. and that was just i was like okay i cannot complain her, her out her structure is there she's got the three acts let's do it or you know how to tell a story or you know, why it's actually good to be bored sometimes and how you can create something out of nothing. You know, whatever it is, she's able to take it pretty far. If <laughs> yeah. Now, Rasa, how old are you, sweetie? 10. I just turned 10 this summer. Nice. Good. 10 years old is so fun. And you are in the fifth grade, sixth grade? Fifth grade. In the fifth grade. Nice. Good. And you're at home. We were talking about it before we went live. You're at home doing kind of a mixture of some distance learning and in-person learning. Is that right? Yep. Two days at school and three days at home. And how has that been for you? It's a mix. I love spending time with my dad and I'm really grateful that now I get to spend all this more time. But also I really miss getting to see my friends more often and just so, and just, I, I'm really lucky. My best friend lives next door. But of course, I have other friends that live across town. And then I, it's just so nice to see all that kids. It's hard being away from them. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the hardest parts of this whole thing for families in general is connection, right? We're all really mm -hmm. social beings. We want to be with each other. I <laughs> yeah. know my kids miss their friends too. And the lack of normalcy, but you're right that there are some silver linings, right? More <laughs> yeah. connected with our families, more cuddle time with dad and this <laughs> podcast. So you guys developed this podcast after COVID started. Like it wasn't a thing at all. It just, it came to be. And then is the plan to keep it going on and on and on? Or like there's a vaccine and like, okay, back to school. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> well, I have to say, I really, I really enjoy doing this podcast, and I think it's really good to learn all these things. And so, even when school's regular and there's a vaccine, and life pretty much goes back to normal, I'd really like to keep doing it. I think it'll be fun. That, that's our joke. We'll do this until life gets back to normal, or until we know everything, whichever comes first. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. At the current pace, they're neck and neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it seems like it's going to be more of a marathon than a sprint on the whole uh, COVID thing, right? <laughs> yeah, a long march, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, Jeremy, what are the other books that you've written about? Have they all been, have any of them been related to like trying to help your kids to learn? Or have they been on a variety of other subjects? Uh, the variety, I'd say, you know, I specialize in profiles of people and I guess, of whole worlds that you enter through those people. So my first book is about building community through local food and farms and gardens. And you follow these sort of new faces of local food, homeless shelter chefs, single moms in public housing, kindergarten class. So I guess there's kids there. My second book's about how we measure health. And it's about a team of scientists doing that. Some overlap with your professional world. <laughs> and my most recent book is the true story of a female hacker and her adventures over the last 20 years as that has gone from a subculture to a profession, but 
I did find that story through Rasa because I went to pick her up from preschool many years ago, five or six years ago, and she was playing with another kid. The mom and I started talking and the mom said, what do you do? And I told her about my writing and my books. And I said, what do you do? And she said, well, tomorrow morning I have to break into a bank. And I, <laughs> I had not known that was a profession that one could do legally, but she turns out to be the kind of hacker these days that big businesses and government agencies hire to try to break into them before the bad guys can get there first, if you will. She's kind of, she compares it to being a doctor. She says, you know, like they, they tap your knee, they test your reflexes. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's my job, except I'm, I'm trying to rob your bank or uh, get your credentials or you know anything else. So again, I would not have run into her if I had not gone to pick Ross up from preschool. So don't <laughs> <Yeah>. delegate. <laughs> That's cool. Now, Rasa, the other part of this is, you know, your dad has experience writing, but being on a podcast is a whole other thing. You're learning a lot of public speaking skills. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous when you're on the podcast or does it feel pretty comfortable for you? No, it feels pretty comfortable actually, because while I know that it will go out to all these people, really, I'm just sitting and talking with my dad and sharing lessons and poems and stories. I don't get, I don't, it doesn't feel nervous at all. Hi mama. Guess what? Our book, The New Baby Blueprint is out in the world. We're so excited because we know it's going to help change the new motherhood experience. The bump said, they say motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but the new baby blueprint comes pretty close. You can find it wherever books are sold or check it out at modernmommydoc.com forward slash book. That's awesome. And I know you guys have a whole website and people can submit things that they want to learn more about. Have you guys had yeah. a lot of people, a lot of kids who have said, hey, I want to learn about X or Y or Z. What have people been asking for? Yeah. You can so you can submit the X and questions and so many people submit them. I just learned about why candle flames go up, why there's things from there's things that range from buttons to Halloween to birthday songs to mountains. People are curious about a lot of things. Yeah. And I like that because then it teaches other people about those things and I get to learn about them too. So cool. Yeah, let me back up and tell people kind of how the how the podcast works because it's such a unique format that you guys have. So first, one of you shares a personal theory about someone or I mean about something and, um, and something that you like, this is what I think about X, right? And you each start out the show and then you guys do a short poem and you each read it, which I think is really cool. It's great to hear it mm -hmm. in your, each of your voices. And then you research a question and give the answer to it, right? Or you share your answer to the question. And I yeah. thought it'd be so special if you guys were willing to read a poem here, both of you, so that way people can get a flavor of what they could expect if they listen to your show. Yeah. Sounds great. Sure. Maybe we'll do one of the first poems we did, Rasa. I think you've got it memorized. And I know I do. The Secret Sits by Robert Frost. We dance round the ring and suppose, but the secret sits in the middle and knows. Oh, yeah. I love that poem. Can you say it? Yes, sure can. The Secret. The Secret Sits by Robert Frost. We dance round in a ring and suppose, but the secret sits 
and the middle and nose. Ooh, the drama. <laughs> I love it because when Jeremy, when you do the poem, it's like, of course, you're, you have all the right inflections and all of that. But then when Rosso, when you do it, it's like it comes alive. It's so cool <laughs> to hear you saying the poem. That's great. And then we have a little short conversation about, you know, what it means or our favorite lines. And we're off to the vexing question that you know, either one of us has for the other. You know, I might ask it of her or we might have a listener one or she might ask it of me. And the whole show's each show is about 10 minutes long total. So it's it's pretty fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have gotten some, some acclaim for it, which I love. I think I think people are really just looking for this opportunity to be with other people. And so I think being with another family in this way is powerful. And then also, I think that um, people are, are looking for children's voices. I think that right now, you know, our kids are like locked up in their homes. <laughs> They're literally like not filling our playgrounds, not filling our stores, not filling all those places. And so it's great to hear your smiling voice. And I I loved to, to watch you. No one can see this. Only I can because I have the video on. But that while dad is doing the his poem, you were there like mouthing it slightly, like a little bit. So <laughs> does that happen a lot when you guys are recording? You've heard of a stage mom. She's a stage daughter. She's, you know, telling me, do it this way, do it that way. <laughs> yeah, did she give you, know, you a lot of tips on the performance? <laughs> she's, you know, I'm, I'm just following her mouth. If I miss a, if I miss a line, she'll, she'll catch me when I fall. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's the same with my kids. One time I, when my first book came out, The New Baby Blueprint, my daughter, she goes, you know, she goes, is this going to be enough for you to like quit your day job? Or I was like, yeah, no, sorry, kiddo. She goes... <laughs> Well, I really like it to be eventually. She goes, so I think maybe I should help you because like, what are you doing to get the word out? And I go, well, I'm going to like go do some interviews on the television and on like maybe some podcasts and I'm going to put it on my little social media, my Instagram. I'm going to talk about it. And she goes, yeah, that's, that's really not going to cut it. She's like, take it to the playground. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, what we need to do is make a sign. And we're going to walk around the neighborhood and it's going to say, if you are scared of having a baby, we will have that. We have the answers to help you with this problem. And she's so cute. She walked around the whole neighborhood with that sign. And she goes, you know, perfect. Yeah, was that perfect? She goes, we could teach them yoga. We could teach them yoga and bring them and you could talk to them. So kids have the best ideas and yes, are the best stage moms, stage daughters. I love it. Two two stories about that. I mean, one, we get the best fan letters from adults that don't even have kids often that love Rasa's advice. And they're just like, Rasa, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm following Rasa's lead, you know, which is which is what her half of the show is. It's her giving me advice or, or life lessons. Yeah. And so I just am so glad that others are able to amplify that. And we're countering that adultism, the opposite of ageism, where we think, you know, kids aren't old enough to teach us something, but they so often are if you kind of give the space to listen, which a podcast does. Yeah. And the other, I remember, you know, her school obviously just kind of ended abruptly at spring break and went totally remote, but they had one last in-person thing. They had something called a reverse parade. Have you heard of this concept? No, tell me more. So reverse parade is the teachers and staff of the school stood socially distanced, you know, inside the school fence or at the grounds of the school. And then during the day, parents and students could go by. So it's like, 
the parade, the viewers were the ones going by and say goodbye and say thank you. So that's why it was called a reverse parade that you could, you could, you know, go past uh, the students and staff. But what was so amazing yeah. is, you know, you at could that see point, all the teachers and at that point, lunch lady. <laughs> at that point, what we were two or three months in, two two and a half months into the podcast. And that's that's when I was like, oh, people are listening to this. They're like, Rasa, I love your podcast. I felt like I was traveling with a a celebrity. All the yeah. all the teachers, the staff, you know, old teachers were like, oh yeah, she had me in second grade. I had heard second grade. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, and I'm, other kids, I'm a roadie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, other kids were like, when are you gonna answer my vexing question? And you know, shouting it out. So that was that was special. And frankly, that was the last big, probably public gathering we were at. So. <laughs> It was good to get out of the podcast booth for a bit. Yeah. Ross, yeah. I, I would guess, too, that it feels good to be part of something right now, you know, to be yeah, contributing really to something. Does. Because, yeah, you get these notes that people say, I really like your podcast. It makes it's really sweet. It really helped me and my family. Or it helped me. Or I like it. or And I just think, and it just makes me really happy to know that, Maybe I can bring a little joy to somebody's life. That's so awesome. Yeah. How often do you guys record? How how often are you guys doing these? Like they, twice a week. Yeah, Some... they come out twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, okay. Tuesday and Thursday mornings. Cool. Yeah, we know that kids, like when they have contribution, the ability to be a part of something to feel like they matter, to feel like they have a job that's not just being like an A plus student and it's not being a star athlete. That's not around performance. I realize there's an element of performance with podcasts, but you can stop it if you make a mistake and go back, right? It's really more fun. Yeah. Um, but really, but like your dad's counting on you to do this, like, you know, for as long as it feels like it's fun for you guys, like that this is yeah. like something we're in together. So that I'm guessing that feels good. Yeah. yeah, it really does. It feels like I have a job. It's like I, feel, I just have a job. There's a purpose. There's something to do other than listen to Harry Potter and make cookies. <laughs> Although those are important things to do, too. But, yeah, I mean, with you know, we're, 60, we're 60 episodes in. And, you know, but they're 10 minutes each, so they're quite bingeable. And it's cool to hear people say, oh, it's part of our bedtime routine or we finally did get a little car trip going and we knocked out 10 of them. Uh, and they had, you know, it sort of, I like to think parents and kids or couples, whether they've got kids or not, you know, pause it afterward and kind of talk to each other about some of the things that came up and well, what's your take on this, that or the other. And for me, certainly it's been really rewarding. I mean, my own life has been pretty changed in this time. I, unlike most people I'm used to working from home, I've worked for home from home for, 20 years as a writer, but I have never had someone else working at home with me. I've never had coworker. <laughs> and so And I've never worked from home. It's nope. nice to so for me, this is uh really one of the first extended collaborations I've had in that way. So yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm growing too. That's so cool. And I want to encourage listeners that maybe you're not gonna start a podcast that's on iTunes, you know, but this is a chance to do something really cool that maybe you didn't have time to do otherwise to 
learn about the Sequoias if you want to, or to learn about Black Lives Matter and get involved, or to learn about the environment, like to do something that in another yeah. time and place you would have been so overscheduled um, that now is a cool time to work on a project with or without parents and, and to really feel like at the end of this time that you have like a little something to show for it. I think there, there's some real value in that. I'll just add the plug too that, yeah, if, if it's, I mean, I just know I get so stressed when I feel responsible for extra things. You know, I felt stressed before and then adding extra things to it. And the idea that she's responsible, that she's taking the lead at this is relaxing and empowering for me. And sometimes that Aw, thanks. As some learning steps for both of us, you're so welcome. But, you know, I just feel like it's cool to feel taken care of because she hosts, we just trade off every other show. She's in charge of the whole thing, including I don't oversee her research. I don't tell her what, there's nothing, there's nothing scripted about it. So uh, on, on the words out of her mouth, at least. So that's been, been cool too, to just see how much more a kid can do if you give them the space and and sometimes the expectations to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We know that our kids need the opportunity to uh, not just perform, but to contribute and that they need the opportunity to feel like they are needed, like they are a part of community, like they have a contribution that if they don't do it, it will fall down and it won't get done. And that, that allows kids to feel like they matter. So that's so rad. Okay, you guys are the coolest. I want everyone to go listen to you must <laughs> know everything and you guys have a website too right we guys tell everybody where to find you rasa we tell everyone where to find you yeah you just go to you must know awesome. and then you can submit questions and listen to the podcasts super cool okay thank you guys so much for being here thank, thank you so you. much it's an honor to be here You guys, it is here. Our new programs have landed. They're at modernmommydoc.com. We're so excited about them because we've just been thinking about how could we provide more accessible, digestible information for mamas out there who really want to elevate their motherhood experience. And so we have four programs now at Modern Mommy Doc. The first is taking care of you and your newborn which is all about helping to prepare yourself or taking care of yourself and your baby in the first month of life. And then parenting and partnership, which is about how to work as a team with a co-parent to really make sure that you are on the same page and working strongly together and making the best possible environment for your kiddos to thrive. The third is the Mama Reset at home retreat, which is really cool. It is a collection of experts who are there to provide you with a chance to reconnect with yourself, to recenter, to think about what you want and your motherhood experience, but then also to give you some practical applications within the actual time we have together. So opportunities for journaling, for gentle movement, for learning all about nutrition, really hands-on practical applications, but then also a chance to have some mindfulness there in the moment. 
and then finally navigating and regulating children's big emotions, which we know is a big one for mamas. We're all still working on that one. And so we are providing in that program, a lot of extra help about how to take care of our own emotions as we parent, and then also how to meet kids where they are and use really evidence-based strategies to help our kids understand their emotions, to name their emotions, and then also when their emotions just get too big for them, how to help to calm their nervous systems and how to help them become the 35-year-olds that we hope that they will be. I hope you guys will join me. You can go to modernmommydoc.com for more information.